0: Hey, thanks so much for checking out the very first episode of Sportsball. In this episode, Andrew and I talk about the current scandal going on in the NCAA um, basketball, specifically at the University of Arizona. We also talk about the upcoming Big Ten men's basketball tournament, and then give our thoughts on how to make the Winter Olympics better and more exciting. So if at any point, uh, if you're listening on Anchor, if at any point during uh, the episode you have... Uh, comments or questions you want to say feel free to use that comments feature we will totally respond Uh, but also if you want to call in with a voice message uh, on anchor to uh, share your ideas to tell us we're idiots whatever the case may be go ahead and use that feature we'd love to have you guys uh, share so we can put you on the episodes in the future and uh, start a dialogue that way so again thanks so much for checking out the episode i'm gonna stop talking and, and get to the actual episode now but um just appreciate the listen, and uh, any comments or feedback would be really appreciated. Thanks. What's up?
1: How are you? Good. Andrew, I'm Cam. Right? That's my name? That's correct.
0: And this is episode zero of Sports Ball. A, a pipe dream becomes a reality. Yeah, how long have we been talking about doing something like this? Oh, a while. Well, it's all made possible by the uh, the wonderful new version of Anchor, uh, which is a, uh, a new style of podcasting app that we're uh, recording uh, sports ball on. So uh, what is sports ball
1: about, Andrew? for our fine listeners. Oh, you know, just just a couple of 30-something's discussing the uh the day the week's events in the sporting world. It could be as exotic as NASCAR or as basic <laughs> as college basketball.
0: Oh, NASCAR. Yeah, I guess we'll have to talk about that at some point.
1: We will. They got the race in today in Atlanta. Kevin Harvick won. Big day for Jimmy Johns. He was freaky fast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I didn't even know there was a race today. All right.
0: Well, So episode zero, we're just, we're going to, I guess, talk through the the week's, you know, uh, news, which uh, luckily for us, this is a good week to start because there's some pretty crazy crap going down in the college basketball world.
1: There is. It's, um, I guess we kind of saw this coming, but it it is interesting that it's kind of come to a head now. um, Two weeks before Selection Sunday, I think that it's going to really... Ratched up the drama, uh, particularly with the schools that have suspended players. I heard Joe Lenardi speak yesterday about how the committee is going to have to make some evaluations maybe based on how the team plays without that player versus how they play with them. And um, There really is no precedent for this type of thing, so it'll be interesting to see how the committee uh, treats seeding. As as Joe put it, there could be some, quote, uh, squirrely seeding based (laughs) on what happens over the next two weeks in the the suspensions that that occur.
0: Yeah. Um
1: everything that I've read so
0: far, uh is that um the kid from Michigan State has been cleared. hmm Um and as far as I know, the uh player in um Arizona, Ayrton, I think can't never remember how to say his name, um, he's still playing. Uh Sean Miller is not coaching. No. um, Have you heard if they made anything official
1: yet? I haven't, other than he sat out uh, last no, night. And yeah, and they lost and, to Oregon in overtime. Yeah. So, you know, it, it's interesting. I, I, it'll be interesting to see what it does to the tournament, how much of a storyline it'll be. Um, but college basketball is so interesting because I think from the mainstream perspective, people don't pay attention to it like they do college football really until March. Uh, the the drama of the tournament so I think to the the average fan they're not going to know the difference between an Arizona team with um with those players or or without them um uh, so I don't I don't think it it changes March there's still going to be drama there's still going to be upsets buzzer beaters whatever it is um but but it is it is tough for the sport
0: yeah and you know uh
1: Ayrton's lawyers have,
0: you know, come out and said all the allegations are false. There's no, you know, there was never any money. There's no proof of any money. Um, But you've got the FBI saying they have Sean Miller on tape talking about paying him that kind of money, which, I mean, I don't know the situation uh, on the inside, but like how dumb do you have to be? To have that conversation, like one, to think that you can get away with doing something like that, and then two, talking about it on the phone. Like I the, know the NSA is listening to this.
1: Yeah, they they probably are, especially since I'm in a, a cave in um, in eastern Russia, and <laughs> just the new age of software <laughs> has allowed us to to do this. Oh. Um, but yeah, give you get your VPNs, right? Mm-hmm. Very much. Yep. I'm just getting just yeah, just magic. But yeah, it's. Yeah, and I don't know what to make of it. I don't know whether to blame you and and what it's become, uh, because I think to a degree that coaches do play a game, and they they have to to succeed. There's there's millions of dollars on the line, um, and you play and you hope that you you don't get caught, and if you do get caught, you you pay the consequences. But it's yeah, I I, I don't see a solution other than literally burning. The thing down and starting over, and I don't think that's what really anybody wants because you you do. There are, you know, three hundred and what three hundred and twenty schools in Division One basketball, and probably two hundred and fifty are pretty darn clean. You'd assume um, mm-hmm. or, or cleaner than what we're seeing um so uh, yeah I, I don't know I, I don't know what the the clear-cut solution is um. well I, I mean
0: i think one of the solutions is get rid of the one and done rule go back let
1: them go to the nba out of high
0: school mm-hmm. like yeah. it's not it's not the, a perfect solution but it solves the problem of these coaches having to fight for the nba ready player they know is only going to be there for a year right and the player has all the leverage in that situation because they can go to whatever school they want to
1: yeah, I think you often hear that people kind of look at baseball as having the ideal model. You either, you either go out right out of high school or you go to college for three years. And there's there's no middle ground. Um, you know, These guys are... But you have the option to do either. You can go
0: to college or you can right. go to the minors. Right. If you want to play in the NBA, your option is to go to college for a year or go to Europe for a year. Right. Neither of which is, you know, as I, I don't think as good of a solution as... Letting the kids go to the NBA. And the problem is, is if they go to the NBA uh, and they get drafted and, you know, it doesn't pan out, they can't then go back to college. They're forced to go play elsewhere in the D League or the G League, which is what I think is called now or over in Europe. Right. Um, so, yeah, it's like I said, my 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 solution isn't perfect, but I think it's better than the, the chaos that
1: the past few years has caused. I, I would agree. And I also think that we, the, the the punishments have to be more severe, maybe more tangible. You know, they, they cut scholarships, but I think basketball teams can recover pretty quickly from that, particularly with the transfers that, that are occurring at the rate. So, you know, like I think Arizona, like for the rest of the season, they should have to play on a 12-foot goal. <laughs> <laughs> or like the when it becomes their ball, they have to swap out to a woman's ball. Like they just have, they like they're, they're, Truly penalized. Like we can like tan like they're on a power play now for like the next three weeks, however much longer their season's on, like they're on a tangible power play and and we get to watch it unfold. Or go like I've been so impressed in the Olympics that they've had to go by the Olympic athletes of Russia. Yeah. <laughs> so just call them the student athletes of Arizona and then make them wear like just generic like gray uniforms with the NCAA logo on it, and, and they have <laughs> to be referred to as the student athletes of Arizona. We all know it's truly Arizona, like we all know it's Russia. Yeah, just like it's like embarrassing, like it's like a dunce hat.
0: Yeah, but I one that would be hysterical, but it's never going to happen. But the, uh, I agree. The issue is, I would love to see it though. That would, I mean, talk about ratings spike. That would be great. Mm-hmm. Um, but how do you how do you punish this the the people that were at fault? Without punishing the kids and coaches that were clean in this, you know, and that's
1: that's that's always been the NCAA's issue, though. I mean, you look at Penn State oh. and what occurred to them—the the penalties that that they faced. Those kids that got a ball ban in the postseason, I man, those kids had nothing to do with what went on, but they were the ones penalized. Now, granted, they were free to transfer wherever they wanted to, but that's always been the issue with the NCAA is that. It, there's so much innocence public punished rightly or wrong uh, based on what a few people within their university choose to to do and the mistakes they make mm-hmm. yeah so uh, it's it's tough because um you know you'd hate to see arizona go through the tournament and then and then those games be not counted or do or they they hold themselves out i, I don't know what the what the solution is. And um, I think they'll, they'd probably just play the games and then vacate them later. If they had to, it'd be, it'd be a lot easier. They can, you know, they're just because they're wiped away from the record books. Like we saw with Louisville. I mean, I think people will always say that Louisville won that national title. Um, you know, I don't, I don't think some adult entertainers boosted them to, uh, to a national title <laughs> just because they were in the dorm. So that that's the other thing is like, you know, it's not like it's um, performance-enhancing drugs where, like, there's a clear-cut advantage these guys are earning. Like, no one right now is 37-0 and beating their opponents by 20 points a game. Like, We, we don't have an a, a NBA team in college basketball. So it's not as though these agents and these, these payments are, are creating super teams. Um, you know, we haven't had a Kentucky like a Kentucky was three or four years ago. Really, since they were that good, um, so I, not to say it's not wrong, and I'm not bothered by it, but I, I just think maybe we make we make too much out of it. Like it's not changing the the results of the the games. I feel like.
0: Yeah. Well, I will. I I I am personally a little PO'd that uh, the two, It's the 2013 national championship, right? Yeah. That's the one that they beat Michigan by four points in. So I am personally uh, a little annoyed that they were even in the tournament at that point. (laughs) We had a really good chance to, you know, beat them cleanly, but you know, now, you know, it's just, it's frustrating.
1: And, and the fact that, um, John Beeline runs what amounts to be a, a squeaky clean program. By all accounts. yeah, absolutely. Yeah, like those were, like you had you had Slick Rick on one sideline <laughs> that has you know quite quite the rap yeah. sheet, and and then you have John Beeline who you know somehow three years later rallied his team after they slid off a runway, and so yeah yeah you do you do feel like here here's a chance that a good guy had and and you know, they, they, he, he was cheated out of it. So, but, but Michigan, Michigan's had their, their, their dark days as well on, on this topic. So, you know, maybe, maybe it was karma.
0: <laughs> yeah. That was, that was a long time ago. True. Uh, oh boy. Steve Fisher. Anyways. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm interested to see how this all shakes out, you know, what the tournament implications are. Um, whether Sean Miller coaches another game of basketball in his life. Um, Yeah. And, and what, what results the NCAA tournament or NCAA, uh, you know, committee finds to be um, reasonable and whether or not we think they're heavy handed or not, I think it's going to be, there's going to be a lot of news besides the actual tournaments coming up about, basketball so we'll definitely probably revisit this in the future but it's just nuts man what people think they can get away with it's crazy
1: yeah and yeah absolutely
0: all right so the big 10 we're both big 10 guys we should clarify that i'm a michigan Mm -hmm. guy and you are what
1: a a nebraska cornhusker fan um so you know kind of new to the big 10 but we've been around eight years now so like it's it's we we know the locales we we know where to get a, a cold beverage in these towns now.
0: <laughs> so we're gonna uh, the the Big Ten basketball tournament is uh, it's earlier than everybody else's, which is weird. Yeah. Um, so <clears throat> the uh, the the Huskers who who'd you guys beat today?
1: Uh, we beat the Penn State and Nittany Lions, who are having like the best season in in years. Um, they apparently had finished never finished better than tenth. In the Big Ten, in in several years, I want to say like a long time, and now they I think they finished eighth, seventh, or eighth today. I'm not sure where they exactly finished, but so yeah, quality Penn State team, and the the Huskers took them down at home by, I think it ended up being about 15 points. I don't, I don't remember the exact. Yeah, score. Uh, Penn State's
0: the seventh seed in the tournament. They
1: yeah they did yeah. not they we Michigan was up by
0: 30 against. Oh, that was Maryland. Never mind. No, we beat Penn State by like 12 or 13. And then our last game was against Maryland. We were up by 30 and wound up winning by, like, 18 or something like that. So because you guys won and because Nebraska beat Michigan by 20 points earlier in the season, uh, Nebraska got the fourth and final double bye of the Big Ten Tournament, and Michigan has the fifth seed and only has a one-game bye. So kudos to you and your boys for getting it done.
1: It uh, we should it should be an interesting rematch. I mean, Michigan I think uh, is probably one of the hotter teams in the league. Picked up that big win. Um, that was at Maryland yesterday. Yeah, too, we destroyed them. Uh, yeah, we've won so... five in a row,
0: and that includes a win over Ohio State, um, who is the three seed, I believe. No, they're the two seed in the tournament. So yep of the of the top four seats, Michigan has a win over Michigan State, Ohio State, uh two losses to Purdue by a combined five points and then a 20 point loss to Nebraska. So if Michigan beats Illinois or Iowa, they will play Nebraska in the uh well I guess the quarterfinals.
1: So yeah, we Friday at
0: 130.
1: Check your local yeah. listings. We may have uh, some more to talk about that. But anyway,
0: so predictions in the Big Ten tournament.
1: Uh, winner of
0: what I'm assuming is going to be Michigan and Nebraska plays uh, Michigan State. Because I don't think Michigan State is losing to either Maryland or Wisconsin.
1: No, probably not. Uh, yeah, You don't really want to face uh, Tom Izzo in March. That's That's been well established. The guy could be like Owen... Owen 29 and then March 1st rolls around and all of a sudden he's got the, uh, like John Wooden era UCLA team alongside him. So yeah. It, um, it, and you know, as a Husker fan, Michigan's the last team I want to see, um, particularly with what's on the line for Nebraska. Oh and yes. They, they, need, they need another win. They need another win um, by all accounts to make the tournament. Uh, It would be interesting to see where Lunardi has them in the morning, uh, whether they're first four out or, or, you know, next four out. Um, But they they haven't picked up a quality win by most accounts outside of that home win against Michigan. They lost to Kansas by one. They lost to Creighton by, I think, three or four. So Nebraska really needs to beat Michigan um, on Friday, um, you know, should they play, and... You know, Michigan is just playing so well. Somehow Nebraska held Mo Wagner, Mo Wagner to two points when they played. That's not going to happen again. Um, so it's a, a tough road to haul here. Uh, but the uh, the Huskers, who I might add here, Cam, if you're ready for a fun fact. Oh, always. Okay. Um, so after Northwestern won their game against Vanderbilt last year, uh, Nebraska now is the lone remaining um power conference team that has never won an NCAA tournament game. They've made the tournament. Uh, I've made it several times, Um, probably only about four times in my lifetime, but um, most recently in 2014, but yet to ever record an NCAA tournament win, which is really just a a mind boggling (laughs) statistic that we are down to one power conference team. And it's, it's Nebraska um, that has not has not recorded a, a big, an NCAA tournament win in, in the history of the tournament. Yeah. Like, you really stop and think about that. And that's just, it's really wild. It's, it's crazy. Mm-hmm.
0: I mean, the history, like you say like, oh, in the last 10 years. Okay, well, maybe they've just been down. But yeah, the history of the tournament, never winning a single game. That is. So right. what in, in the, the tournaments in recent memory that they've been, have they been really low seeds?
1: Uh, they were at eleven seed in twenty fourteen. They lost a lost a Baylor, uh, you know, Baylor had a ton of length, and they just handed it to them. And you know, it's like every time they make the tournament, it doesn't matter how long it's been between times. It's like, oh shucks, we're here. Like we made the tournament. Great job. Like there's something about like they have to get past just just being happy to be mm-hmm. there. Um, and and you know, now this year they're they're fighting for a chance. They they need some. They need some losses from Syracuse down the stretch, and I, I don't know who else sit right in there with them. I know Syracuse, I know Louisville's kind of fallen onto the bubble, um, and so it, it'll be interesting to see, you know, that they kind of have to take care of their business next week in New York, Friday, Saturday, whatever it is, and then sit back and, you know, really watch things develop over the next, you know, Selection Sunday then won't be for another week, so it's like, you kind of have to do control what you can control and then sit back and wait and what an agonizing week I I'm sure it will be cuz those guys will have to keep practicing to a degree yeah. but uh but yeah I mean it's like we talk about you know like wild streaks in in sports like Cleveland is you know took until the the Cavs winning you know that ended up some ridiculous drought the Cubs um, but you know you can make an argument like this is a this is probably one of the wilder streaks left in like major American sports that we have one power conference team that has never won an NCAA tournament game. So, so there we have it. That that is what's on the line. That is what the Nebraska people are are thawing out of winter with with their all with their eyes glued to to Tim Miles and the Huskers. But they're going to face a mighty Wolverines team. I'm I'm afraid of Michigan. John Beeline has them rolling. They'll probably like pull Spike Albrecht out of the closet.
0: No. <laughs> Hold on. I need to figure out. He transferred. He's like 25 and he's still playing in college.
1: Yeah, so is, um, Who went to Purdue? Like Andrew Dockage Dock just playing for Ohio State. That guy's been around for like 10 years. And he years. got
0: booed like crazy when we played them the other day. Yeah. Spike Albrecht <sighs> is 25 years old and uh, last season was his he uh, went to Purdue as a graduate transfer.
1: Yeah, it's like um, it's like Aaron Craft. Oh, I know
0: like, he was in the league forever.
1: Yeah, like there's so many guys in the Big Ten that uh, you know we could could give a lifetime achievement award to each year. <laughs> <and> <laughs> do, be really good, but as far as like a, an actual prediction for the tournament, <clears throat> I mean, I think I think you have to put put the odds on on michigan state because just, you know they've they've won like 10 in a row i think you know purdue has a ton of height but I, I feel like they're beatable Like i feel like especially with the league knowing them and they're familiar mm-hmm. like they've kind of faltered down the stretch here i mean i don't know i don't, I don't have it in front of me but uh, you know that they, they've kind of fallen off um They did that home loss to Ohio State there. Yeah, well, they lost three
0: in a row at the end Ohio State, Michigan State, Wisconsin.
1: Yeah. They just ride that height so much. And, like, I don't know, you you get a body on them, you box them out well, you get, you know, keep them off the block, keep them them out of position. And all of a sudden, you've got an upset brewing. So I I don't trust Purdue. Uh, Remind me of who the, the three seeds, Ohio State.
0: Uh no, Ohio State's the two seed.
1: Purdue's the three seed. Okay. So Adam swapped. But uh yeah, so yeah, I, I like I like Tom Mizzo and Sparty. Um that two three game if it's Purdue and Ohio State could could really probably go go either way, particularly based on what we saw in West Lafayette a few weeks ago. So yeah, so, uh, so who's
0: your
1: who's your prediction? Uh, I'll go with I'll go with Michigan State. Um yeah. Purdue's just too beatable. I, the record doesn't show it, but they, they did take some bad losses. One of which to my Western Kentucky Hilltoppers but yeah, that, in Atlantis in November. But, um, yeah, I don't trust Matt Painter.
0: Well, okay, that's interesting because my theory is as long as Michigan doesn't have to play Purdue, they have a shot. Because we've yeah. beaten everybody else. Except for Nebraska, obviously. But as you said, there's no way Mo Vodger gets held to two points right now. Um, Or we shoot like 36% or whatever it was. Um, So I think think Michigan has a shot just because of how hot they are right now and how well they're playing. And everyone else has kind of stumbled a little bit. Um, But that being said, uh, when we beat Michigan State back in – I don't know, like ten games ago, they were in a really weird funk. Like they weren't playing well. Um, they had, you know, they only beat Rutgers by four. They had lost to uh, Ohio State by sixteen. Um, so I think I think it's probably gonna be Michigan State or Ohio State that wins the tournament. Um, but I think that Michigan as long as they don't have to play Purdue in the uh, in the finals. Has yeah, has as, has
1: a puncher's chance. As a, as crazy as it sounds, is like you feel like Michigan. They probably feel better about overcoming a twenty-point loss to Nebraska than they do trying to overcome two, three-point losses to Purdue. Like as crazy as that seems, like here's a team that just absolutely kicked you on their home court mm-hmm. versus a team you lost to. You know, by a possession each. Uh, yeah, they. It's, but at the same time, it's tough to beat a team three times, particularly when the score's been that close. Like It could go either way. Like Purdue probably doesn't want to play Michigan any more than Michigan wants to play hmm, Purdue yeah. yeah,
0: We'll see. Yep. Just a couple days it starts. So, yeah.
1: And uh, I also saw that uh, Friday night, Gus Johnson and uh, Bill Raftery will be calling oh the <laughs> <some> quarterfinal. <laughs> so, so rise and fire and, and get out your man-to-man. And we'll be yeah. on our way in New York
0: City. Oh, no. it's going to be...
1: That That wasn't a very good man-to-man, but... Uh, it's all right. It's, yeah.
0: yeah, there's going to be a lot of shenanigans between those two.
1: Mm-hmm. All right. Uh,
0: did you watch the Olympics, Andrew?
1: I did. I, I watched them um, a fair amount. We were actually in Colorado, so I think there's, like, something kind of cool about, like, you ski, and then you come down and watch people, like, really <laughs> ski at night. <laughs> um... But yeah, it's I don't know this year I I couldn't get into it like there was nothing riveting about it to me like there were some nice storylines and Sean Wine and Michaela Schifrin, um, but I don't know if it was the the time difference that you know the vast majority we we didn't see we saw some decent stuff in the primetime window but there was so much that happened overnight I don't know it it just didn't didn't do a whole lot for me for me this year
0: Yeah we watched
1: we watched a lot early on. And then
0: like in the last week I've watched like, I don't know, maybe like 10 minutes. So I, you know, the first, the first week I watched a lot and then less so and less so and less so. Um, But I work at night a lot. So I also didn't really have the opportunity. um, True. To watch it live, but um, no, I mean, what I, what I, there's just too much figure skating. That's really what it comes down to. Yeah. Like that, I feel like and, that's all you see. Like the Summer Olympics, all you see is swimming and track.
1: You right. Know, in the Winter Olympics, it's, it's downhill, it's some sort of skiing or figure skating. Right. It's like there's there's two sports and like ten variations on that mm-hmm. sport. Yeah, you know, yeah, it's either snowboarding, skiing, or ice skating. And you know, outside of that, well, we've got curling and hockey like those are the only like non-two sports played on skis well you got like luge and bobsled and that sort of stuff true true but i think there's something too about it that it's just like you're not really watching competition in that like two teams are going against each other it's like everybody's just doing their own runs and it's all based on time so it's a little hard to watch like You know, it's fractions of a second that people win and lose by where it's, you know, summer, it's truly more like one-on-one or team-based sports, whereas this is a little more, there's, there's less racing, you know, outside of cross country Mm -hmm. and and the, the snowboard cross, but yeah, I don't know. And I think too, we, you know, outside of Lindsey Vonn and Sean White, we don't, have those like American superstars right now? We didn't have anybody in figure skating that you know is going to be on a Wheaties box next month, or and we like I said we had some nice stories, but yeah, I think it's going to be like one of those things like tomorrow when it's over and no one's going to really miss it. Yeah, but it, it is it is neat to see the patriotism around things like curling <laughs> and guys we've never heard of and we'll never hear of again, mm-hmm. but somehow like. By golly, put on your red, white, and blue because we're getting a gold medal in curling.
0: <laughs> you know, it's it's like chess on ice, curling.
1: Yeah, yeah, I still don't understand it. Other than you know, like one person slides with the stone, and then they, it's a ton of fun. I've curled before;
0: it's it's surprisingly fun. what? Well, I... I'm sure and incredibly uh, difficult.
1: I yeah, I, I don't doubt that. And um yeah, being yelled at while I'm sweeping, like I typically don't respond very well to that. <laughs> but uh maybe I would. Maybe I would in that context. <laughs> so we cleaned our ho- we cleaned our house today, so sweeping was sweeping was top of mind. Oh, and was that was Allie yelling at you while you're doing it? No, she only yells at me if I turn on. Um, if I would have turned on the Wisconsin. Um, (laughs) who did Wisconsin play today? Did they play Ohio State? Uh, I can tell you here in just a moment. Wisconsin was on. I don't remember who they were playing, but but we had some Pandora music playing so that no one was distracted by by basketball. Gotcha. So what? Uh, what
0: other obscure sports did you watch in the Olympics? Were there were there any? To me, ice dancing is, like, the one that I just genuinely don't understand.
1: Yeah, ice dancing. Um, like, how is that an Olympic sport? I don't get it. Yeah, I, I, I don't either. Um, like, I think I think of, like, all the sports. Well, yeah, I feel like, I mean, the, those skaters, like, are really good athletes. So cool. The ability to do that on a, on a piece of piece of steel or metal wherever whatever those blades are made out of that's like, you know, a third of an inch thick. That's pretty impressive, but um, like this, the snowboard cross is pretty sweet. Like, they're going four wide. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you know, down a mountain. And the other thing, too, is you, you TV does not do the, the steepness of those hills justice. Like, that half pipe is probably like at a 30 or 35 degree angle. Like, it's insane, but it looks like it's fr- fairly flat. On TV Oh yeah
0: like the slope of uh, the actual
1: pipe going down yeah no it's insane right. yeah like, and so I wish I wish there was like a, a way for TV to show that better that like like Lindsey Vaughn is is like looking straight down on the mountain literally riding the edges of her speeds. Mm-hmm. Um, well
0: the um uh, the snowboard the big air competition. Mm -hmm. They had some wide angles because they constructed the hill up over the road and they had some really wide angle side shots of
1: that. And it's like a roller coaster hill. Yeah,
0: that was crazy.
1: Yeah. Um, Yeah, I I like that the Olympics have a little bit of adapted, especially on the snowboard side, what the the X Games has done. Mm -hmm. But uh, yeah, the the four wide racing is good um and i think short track speed skating is really good too it's like it's kind of like mario kart on skates like, <laughs> like, you, like at any moment somebody could spin out and they go flying into those pads yeah. and and then you have to sit and watch the wait for this review and then like the guy who f- got flown into the pads like he could all of a sudden be awarded the the gold medal arbitrarily because they felt like he was cheating
0: well and then uh this year at the olympics there's uh in one of the races they awarded bronze to someone who wasn't even in the race because there was that many like people at fault. Yeah. Which is just ridiculous that that could happen. Just don't have a bronze medalist.
1: So I I think the the lesson through this discussion, if the IOC is listening, which there's a good chance that they are because they, I think they probably have Russian underlings who are probably just miles away from this cave I'm in, but um, more for wide racing. In anything, Mm -hmm. like whether you're on skis. Oh
0: gosh, can you imagine?
1: What downhill snowboard, downhill
0: skiing, like the super G with
1: four people at a time. What about why aren't there snowmobiles in the Olympics? Perfect opportunity to be four wide. Uh, Better yet, why is there not
0: uh, snowmobile big air jumping?
1: There could be that too, and there could be cycling too. When we were. Out in Colorado, we did some snowshoeing, and there was um like, I th- I think they're called like fat tire bikes. Mm-hmm. They're literally like four inch wide tires. Yeah, let's get those. Let's get those out there. Like those, that would require some athleticism to be riding those. So, yeah, IOC, yeah, let's step up the the like legit racing of the, the four wide as as many competitions as we can with four racers. Let's let's just go ahead and I, ha- I
0: have the perfect four wide race the skeleton widen that track up to be like eight feet ten feet wide and just throw four dudes down that at once and see what happens
1: could be good and like it and if you if you get knocked off you just you just pick back up and keep going
0: because mm-hmm. there's a chance that the people in front of you are going to wipe out too right uh so right i want to i want to leave you and our listeners with this quick thought while we're mm-hmm. still talking about the uh the olympics um my wife posted a video on facebook and it was a thing called ski ballet Uh, yes yes which is quite possibly the most ludicrous thing i've ever seen in my life mainly because it was uh the video she showed us from like the uh late 80s or early 90s so their outfits were just pristine big baggy Mm. neon like teal and magenta and you know
1: oh just terrible um like something like our PE teachers in elementary school wore to think they were cool like as like track suits mm-hmm. yeah
0: and yeah. so ski ballet is exactly what you think it is it is performing ballet like dance moves while skiing down the slope
1: do you feel like that maybe it was ahead of its time like maybe in this this era of you know gifs, gifs, whatever they are, you know, like internet memes, like maybe we would have been um captivated by by that. But there's also rhythm rhythm g- rhythm gymnastics where they like prance around on the floor with streamers and we don't care. So maybe oh, maybe it would, Oh, I do care.
0: I think that's worse than ice dancing.
1: Well, that's, that's probably true. <laughs>
0: Yeah. So anyways, if you, if you want to treat yourself to some, some fun internet video, Google ski ballet and uh, enjoy the results.
1: We should try to find um, an obscure sport to share with our, our listeners each week. Oh. So like this week it was, it was a ski ballet and um, you know, next week maybe in the spirit of March madness. Um, so my, my brother's mother-in-law uh, grew up playing basketball in Iowa and um They used to play three on three, excuse me, six on six, but the the ladies couldn't cross half court. So you would, the defense on one end would pass the ball to their offense on the other end, and they would play three on three. Mm -hmm. Then they would try to score. And then the ball would be passed back down to the other end. So they, you know, because I I guess the men felt that they couldn't go up and down the floor. So so maybe we should find some, yeah. So maybe we should find some like old six on six girls basketball. From like the probably the 60s or 70s and see what that looked like. Oh my gosh, yeah. Well,
0: it's a good thing I just uh, renewed my subscription to obscure sports quarterly. So we're going to be loaded with good stuff for future episodes
1: of sports ball. Excellent. Yeah, maybe some w- wide world of sports like cliff diving, you know, uh, topical, topical things. Yes, indeed. All right. Well, I think that about wraps it up, don't you? I, I think so. It should be a good week. We're kind of like out of. Uh, the those bad three weeks between like Super Bowl and March Madness, like, home stretches here: basketball, baseball, soccer, mm-hmm. uh, spring football. Well, where where the the Spart- or excuse me, where the Wolverines practicing this year? They headed to like Antarctica. God, or I don't Australia. want to talk about that. That was so stupid. Well, maybe we'll we'll talk destinations next week. <laughs> All right. Well,
0: until then, this has been uh, episode zero of sports ball um i guess we'll be back later huh
1: it sounds good to me it was a, it was a ball <laughs> all right see ya see ya